So, okay, here we are uh, with what could possibly go right reflection on Alnur Lada. I'm here with Asher Miller, executive Hi, director. Yeah, I was. I, I defaulted to saying your bio, even though I wasn't. <laughs> said I wouldn't. My bio is not that interesting or important, honestly. <laughs> we, can, exactly. we can dispense with that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and a dear friend for umpteen years. Um, anyway, on Al-Nur, um, you know, I thought a couple things that were different about his, um, his commentary. Um, one is that he questioned her whole question, like, yeah, great. I <laughs> thought was that was like, great. Good, good job, sir. Right, at, right from the get go. Um, and then I thought, you know, he was, he really was talking about, um, what an associate of his calls the adjacent future. He was talking about the design of our entire society is off. Mm -hmm. And we're going to have to get to another design, which isn't te technical. It is transformational. Yeah. And, um, and also he included a lot more um, consciousness and spirituality than normally in PCI stuff we do. So I'd just love to hear, you know, a few thoughts from you about that. Yeah, you know, my brain went to some weird places listening to that conversation. Mm. So they, uh, I'll just share kind of what, where my thoughts led. If maybe it will be of interest, maybe it'll be of value, maybe it'll just be weird. Um, <laughs> one thing was, I mean, I really appreciated your, your conversation, just I think talking about some of the, the sort of the false binary, false polarity, which I think is is really important. And um, a lot of what I, I spend my time thinking about, and sometimes I even joke internally at PCI about changing our name, you know, to um, the Messy Middle Institute or something, is that the truth is somewhere in the middle of a lot of these kind of simplistic, you know, binary answers that we hear everywhere, you know, so we hear, for example, that, you know, uh, you know, for most people that climate change is this existential threat, thank God, but thank God we have all this technology and all we're missing is just the political will to kind of have a renewable energy future that's going to allow us to continue to, pro you know, progress um, on the path that we've been on. And Eleanor, you know, I think rightly, question what does progress even mean and then they on the flip side this smaller population of people definitely some people who are just absolutely outright dismissive of, of renewable energy technology because they recognize the unique role that fossil fuels have played and and of course the truth is kind of somewhere in the middle of, of both of those things and i just use that as an example so i just thought that that was um and maybe it's just because it's reinforcing stuff i think about a lot and um and that is there are no simple answers. We're sort of lost in the middle of a lot of this complexity. Uh, and it's a challenge because it makes it very difficult to know how to act or where to act or to give people a simple narrative, right? Um, another, but here's where my mind really went in a weird place. And that was, I was thinking about um, a linguistic theorist that I was really into for a while back in college. And I haven't kind of read up on him in a long time, but his name was Mikhail Bakhtin. Um, and he had this theory about language that I thought was really fascinating, which was that in a sense, language and words are their own living beings and they use us to, to, to transmit themselves. 
you know, it's, and it's interesting to think about that in the context of like, now we're, we're being over, we're being attacked in a sense by a virus that all it wants to do is replicate by having us get sick and, and, and breathe on other people. Um, but language, you know, in a sense kind of does that too. And um, in that, but in, at the same time, it also, words don't have singular meaning. It's all about the context of, you know, you, you might use a word in a certain way with a certain person, their colleague, you know, someone that you know professionally, use that same word with a loved one, and it's different, has a different meaning, you know. Um, and the reason I thought about that was because, you know, he was talking about the system, the system of neoliberal capitalism, in a sense that it it is driving all of us. It's like, you know, in a sense, it's a parasite that's occupied our brains and it's rational for us to act in a way that's in accordance with that. We're, we're in discordance when we don't act that way. And it's very difficult not to act that way. And people are rewarded for acting in accordance with it, which means it's all about the exploitation of people and resources. It's all about competition. It's all about the immediate self-interest, short-term interest, um, and, and so it's like thinking about us being used in a sense by this amorphous system or this amorphous, amorphous entity of some kind, for some reason, made me think about language itself, you know, um, and, uh, and then also who we are, like, I think, you know, that was something else that, that I'll know talked about is, you know, who we are, who the we is, is really different you know, in different situations, we have to be really conscious about what that means. Um, and then another kind of weird thought I had was really just thinking about, um, I'm not a person that, that has a, like a sort of robust spiritual practice that's grounded in any particular tradition. I'm Jewish and I culturally feel myself as a Jew. I'm not religiously a Jew, but there is within Judaism, and then maybe something you're familiar with, uh, sort of this... Um, this tradition or this belief uh, called tikkun olam, which is, you know, translated from Hebrew is to repair the world. And it's taken different meanings over, over time. It's commonly, I think, thought of maybe in progressive Jewish circles these days is really about kind of our job is to pursue social justice and the welfare of the disadvantaged um, and that we're here on this earth to do that. What's interesting to me is you look at some of the kind of spiritual teachings of Tikkun Olam coming from Kabbalah is this idea that, that God actually created the world by, by creating a void. So created something from nothingness. So if, if God is everything, the entire universe, to create space for something else to be born, had to create nothingness, like, um, which is a bizarre thing to even kind of try to imagine what, what does that even mean? But in the process of doing that, there was like this creation of light and darkness, this, this contrast, and that, um, and that light was, was carried by these vessels that some of them broke. And our job, in a sense, is to repair the world. We are vessels of light here to repair the world. I am butchering the belief. I'm oversimplifying the belief. But I think there's something to this idea of like, um, that's always resonated, I guess, for me, that we, we're in a sense here to, re 
to heal God, which is a bizarre thing. You touched on this, like that you were talking about us as being a cell in the eye of God. And, mm-hmm. and that's probably what led me to think about us being here to repair God. Like that's just a, a bizarre, you know, bizarre concept. It feels grandiose. It feels enormous. It feels too enormous. But at the same time, it's like having that maybe almost that longer view or that bigger view. Um, yes, we should be here and being really, I think, present with the fate of of others who are far less advantaged than us, um, and to feel the feel the empathy and the pain uh, of that of the suffering that exists. And also, but also being really present with the fact that we're here in a sense, potentially uh, as part of a much larger story, a much longer story. And that this period that we're in, I mean, Alnor talked about it as, and I think you you as well, as like a young civilization or or in adolescence where we have to grow up. Um, And I think that that might be true. It may also be that it's about, rediscovering our our old wiser selves because we have been on this planet for much longer than this you know anomalous period that we've been in you know um certainly since agriculture revolution and particularly since the fossil fuel revolution um and that that we had known ways of being in the world in the past that maybe we need to rediscover but that the story is much longer i think is something that really stuck with me and the project being much bigger than just the moment that we're in. Exactly. I concur. And I, I, repairing God, um, it could be, that could be arrogant and grandiose, but it could be the ultimate humility. It sort of Mm -hmm. could be like an AA thing. Like the, you know, I've gotten myself in a mess and the mess I've gotten myself into, the self that got myself into it is not going to get me out of it. Yeah. I have to create, and even, even if I'm allergic to religious language, I have to create something greater than myself in order to heal. Yeah. And in a way, I thought, think what you're saying that, the, that you picked up in the Tikkun Olam, which also is a beautiful um, resonant for me, is, is that not only is it a longer project that we're in that we will never see the end of, but it is a spiritual or religious or, or it is a project of soul as well as a project of techniques and policies. And a lot of us are sort of who really care about things, get down in the trenches of sort of micromanaging the, you know, but I think that what he gives us for this, what could possibly go right is just kind of poking our heads up out of that sort of dogged, pursuit of something better (laughs) you know and and just saying okay okay i can relax into this it's not just me there's a there's some higher power that i'm participating in i am a humble servant of that and i will do what i can as i can and love actually the quality of love inside the work i do is actually makes a huge difference Um, yeah it's somehow it's somehow juggling again back to that false binary and polarity it's somehow recognizing the long story that we're in Mm -hmm. and still be very present in the moment because there are there are injustices there are demands upon us right here and now that we cannot ignore but we also have to 
I don't know if it's about preserving ourselves, but to keep in mind that even if we have one small victory or one small defeat, the uh, the real outcome will not be known or told, you know, for potentially millennia, you know. Exactly. Well, okay, here we are in our little pinpoint of time. Um, uh, grappling together, and I'm. I think actually the important thing is that we're grappling together. I think a lot of this yeah. is that it's a, it's not an individual singular project. It's it's a project of, of time and also of communities. So, thank well, and you. I appreciate you bringing these voices in. Um, yeah. Really appreciate you doing the series. Sure, and more to come. You know, and I've got an eclectic networks and interests. So. You know, we're going to go lots of different Well, I'll places. be tuning in. That's for okay. sure. Okay. Thank you so much, Asher. Thank you, Vicki. Yeah.